The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Britain. Would you believe it? it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue and mock my words well. How about this woman that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Yes, 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 I feed off of your suffering. Uh, <laughs> I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat. You can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter. Twitters on News Nurse Nita, the Twitters, also CB Caps on Instagram. Indeed. And the sound effects come from the the man who can answer this question. Is Brooklyn in the house without a doubt? Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? We're Brooklyn! We're Brooklyn! We're Brooklyn! I was this close to cutting uh, 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 a clip from a Black Moon track that was uh, sampled for the uh, the Crooklyn Dodger um, song. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you should probably do that. I would say. Uh, not with us tonight is one PC and underscore dirt, and you can find at PC underscore dirt on Twitter. You can also find him at uh, popculturenetwork.com and popculturenet on Twitter. And also not with us tonight is uh, the Osiris that is ish one Tim D O G G nine eight, who you can find out that on Twitter. You can also find him on CB. Cron on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chronicles uh, Twitter page, Twitter account rather, uh, the Click Nation on Twitter. That's the K L I Q N A T I O N and theclicknation.com, and also of course, Comic Book Resources, where he's over there writing his face off. And you can also find this here podcast on the Google Play and Apple to iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where you can also find Games Game Stars new album. You should go check that out. Uh, you can, and also the Cold Slither Podcast Network SoundCloud page where you can't find the Gangstar New Red Gangstar album. Uh, and of course, being that, you can also find uh, this podcast on the Cold Slither Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. Flip, 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 flip. Uh, and all that jazz. But um, we are going to get into this week's new releases. Starting off with, we got a couple of new new uh, number ones this week. We're going to start off on the X corner uh, of the universe with Newton Mutants number one. Right. So this is uh, the latest number one issue out of the Dawn of X uh, relaunch of the X titles coming out of House of uh, X and Powers of Ten. Indeed, they doubled and- up this week. Right, and uh, we have um, the the continuing adventures of the first uh, young class of mutants at the Xavier School, but now they are on their own adventure, and they're looking to 
uh, recruit one of their former members uh, who is off world and bring him back to uh, Krakoa and all the um, the cult like stuff that's happening there. <laughs> I suspect, though, given the nature of the the Krakoan tech, they're probably not going to get them. But however, they'll bridge, you know, they'll they'll bridge where he is and um, and Krakoa, like they have been as other places. I suspect, right. Well, that's well. That's actually one part of their plan because one one means uh, their means of transport. Let's say yes of getting to Shi'ar space and 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 the and the char- the character we were referring to earlier is Cannonball. Right. And for those of you who were around when um, uh, Hickman was running the Avengers and he recruited Cannonball onto the Avengers and Sunspot. Uh, Cannonball found himself uh, in a relationship with Smasher, the latest Smasher, hmm. who is a member of the uh, Shi'ar Imperial Guard. So um, Cannonball finds himself uh, living in Shi'ar space as uh, the uh, spouse of uh, the latest female Smasher. So um, this group of new mutants uh, are kind of re are acclimating to Krakoa and they fi- they figure out, hey, let's go get Sam and hijinks ensue. Yep, as they tend to do, which is the beautiful thing about new mutants. Like if you if you are a long term long term fan of the new mutants, this is what tends to happen to them. It's like, hey, it's, <laughs> they're just off on a day and they get into hijinks, you know, either around the X mansion or just out and about as they tended to do in their own way and now thanks to you know uh you know their um familiar ties you might say uh sort of they have a free ride into space <laughs> which i do love we talked we talked about this earlier there was the 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 whole synergy in the x universe nowadays and and things kind of you know um you know the continuity Mm-hmm. It's kind of tightened up tightly, and this is kind of one of the areas where you can kind of see that. And the other book, the next book we'll get to, definitely, uh, you know, expands on that definitely more. Because, like I said, they need to go into space. So, being that they have just so happens to have ties to someone with a spaceship, a crew with a spaceship, they happen to hitch a ride with uh, Corsair and the Star and Star Jammers. You know, who, as we saw in X Men Number One, was you know was here for a minute and then was was on his way out the door you know which i think they did actually mention in there and then he's now leaving him and his crew is now leaving in this issue so right so um i'm just looking at your notes and there's definitely i'm glad we we both saw that same thing in the art Oh, have... that uh, that the Rod Rice, mm-hmm. who uh, is the artist on this book, is definitely evoking some Bilsenkevich. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great effect, and it's you know, and, and it's obviously uh, meant as an homage. Rice definitely has his own style, but there's a few um, homages to uh, Sienkiewicz in the book, so it's a pretty nice effect, um, and it's just a fun story. There's lots of great. Um, banter in this, and they find themselves the new mutants. Um, the not so new mutants. mutants. <laughs> I'm sorry? Been, I said the not so new mutants, as we as I've kind of called them. Often. Right. And what's funny is that they've incorporated a number of uh, uh, characters from other eras of uh, the Xavier School 
you know, we have uh, the uh, the uh, the Massachusetts Academy represented as well as the new X-Men represented. I am really so glad that they didn't go with the, the newer kids, you know, the, the kids that uh, Rosenberg loved to death. Um, it wasn't just him, but, you know, like Rockslide and those well, folks. Yeah, I was about to say that's like, uh, well, yeah, that was before even Jason Aaron got there. Yeah, that's right. the new that's the new X-Men uh, group I, that I was referring to. So but uh, Mondo was there. So, yeah, which that one I did not know too much. I didn't know anything about him to, to be totally honest. So I was like, OK, so he 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 was in there somewhere at a time that I didn't know too much about. Right. I only remember, you know, him vaguely. Him so. and that other guy also um, whose name is escaping me. With the uh, with the thing over his mouth, oh chamber, but, but yeah, that's the Massachusetts Academy. That's Generation X. Okay, see, so yeah, I didn't read uh, Gen X. So I don't, I don't know right. too much about that. So it's but, like, uh, yeah, but just uh, you know, but just to quickly wrap on this, I thought this was full of great little character moments, um, and it's kind of nice to see the band back together without too too much craziness going on in between. You know, there isn't as yeah. much interpersonal stuff. Right, which is kind of cool, but you know, more of that is going to develop as as as, uh, as the story goes. I think. Yeah, I was about to say, like, not yet. Um. Oh, there was a other speaking back to the uh, the continuity thing. Um. There was something. There was a very little thing to get that got brought up in the midst of the story that I believe either was mentioned in either Excalibur or um, Marauders. I can't remember which one. I'll probably been both. Who knows? But there was a, they, they mentioned coffee uh, mm-hmm. being a thing that they wasn't sure was on the island or not. But, uh, and I know within one of those books, it, it did get mentioned. And now that solution has presented itself in this book. It's a, it's a little thing, but I was like, okay, that, that was a, they didn't have to do that. But the fact that they did was, was, was a uh, kind of amusing. So, but overall, a, a pretty good and I don't want to say classic start to to to, to New Mutants, but it's um it's definitely it's solid. Yeah, I was about to say it's a solid, solid start. It's a great uh, launch point for this book, and uh, you know a solid uh, potential click of the week for me. Yeah, and it definitely like there's um a, one or two little points that I'm sure they're going to come back to in the that that I got brought up in the beginning. Or at least one that got brought up, and I might be mixing books at this point uh, with the next book we're talking about. But there's definitely at least one book point that um, that gets brought up between the character Mondo and uh, and Cipher that uh, I'm sure is going to get investigated more fully once they get back to Earth, I assume, or you know, in the midst of a, a story. Because I would- oh right, 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 right. Yeah, so. there's the, the, there there might be some stuff amiss, right, with, with uh, Koa, right. So, but we'll find that out um, at some point, I guess. So now I guess we can go to the next book in the X-Verse, and that is uh, X-Force number one. So where there is, you know, where all the mutants are gathered, there needs to be a Skunk Works team. <laughs> to, uh, to, what to did you call it? Skunk, Skunk Works. Works. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I can say Black Ops. Black Ops works, but still. Yeah, there's other, yeah, exactly. There's, an, uh, there, there's several ways of... Uh, of uh... Of describing this type of team, wet works yeah. is another. Wet work is but, another. But in this issue, we don't necessarily. Well, we get to see the catalyst for them coming together, not necessarily them coming together. Which we, which is the thing we've kind of seen in a couple of X books. Like we've seen, 
like shades of the team or the catalyst for the team coming together, but we don't necessarily te- see the team as one. Right. Which which is not a new thing. So it's, it's, it is what it is uh, for that. But in this case, you yeah, know, we see the skeleton forming, you know, we see the, the outline forming, really. Right. And of course, classic, X, a couple of classic X-Force uh, members, you know, in various um, states of duress, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the start of this, but um, this is another one where hey, there's there there's some things that's been introduced, including actually going back to probably Hotspox Ultimate. I think some of that stuff kind of comes back to Hotspox because we knew at some point, you know, with Kakora being a, a sovereign nation full of mutants, there was going to be some folks who wasn't uh, who didn't care too much for that idea, and therefore, you know, they will end up having some enemies, and that kind of is a thing that crops up in the the midst of this book. Mm-hmm. In addition to, um, I don't want to say it's a callback, but basically uh, um, something that came out of Marauders, uh, number one, kind of basically uh, ends here. Or I guess it's in the middle of, because if, if I remember the, the end of Marauders, they ended up, uh, the, basically the Marauders mission at that time ends in this book. Or, or at least the, the 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 first mission in this one ends in this book. Yeah, it appears so. Yeah, it appears so. It, it but then I think yeah. at the yeah, but I think at the end of Marauders, they ended up getting their new ship and whatnot. If, if I remember correctly, I don't have to go back and see. So this you could say some of this is happening in, in the midst of Marauders. All right. So uh, just to just to deal with the the setup in this book, the first thing that um you'll see is the cover it's a it's a it's a beautiful kind of classic x-men uh look by a dustin weaver and you jump into something that doesn't look very classic x-men in terms of the art style it's uh art by a joshua kasara but uh it quickly turns into something that's a little bit uh uh, uh more uh, pleasing to the eye as the pages pass so uh don't get turned off by the um by the first couple of pages that are kind of uh, the X-Men's answer to the Court of Owls. Uh, it, that was the first thing that I thought of when um, when I saw this big table with people with these kind of white face masks on. They're right. not the Jabberwockies. They are, you know, it definitely looked more like a, a Court of Owls type table. But um, that that setup, that, that, that opening... Uh, that opening uh, uh, few sets of pages, um, the framing sequence for the book sets up um, where this story goes and where the story goes is really, um, you know, kind of a, a, a something that, you know, as you mentioned, we knew that this was um, going to be on the horizon very soon. You know, this is Benjamin Percy, who uh, I've, I've joked about uh, having sold me on this book and the new Wolverine book at mm-hmm. New York Comic Con. Right. And uh, what he does is reminds us that it isn't all peace and love on Krakoa. And uh, there are forces around the world who are not happy with the establishment of a powerful mutant nation. And that and, and th- some of those forces move into action very quickly. And uh, they basically take um, the mutants on Krakoa surprisingly by surprise yeah it was very surprising to me despite the fact that they did have some defenses in place and those defenses were described by um by data sheets um you know at the beginning of the story um it was very surprising still to see um 
to see uh, 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 this particular uh, group successfully infiltrate uh, Krakoa, and that's a that's a mild spoiler because that's really the point of this of, of this opening uh, issue of the story. Right, and the other thing uh, about that is, like, not only were defenses in place, and you. I don't know if you could say they got slipped by because they were literally see, seeing them come in and like pretty much a bunch of people were, see, were actually looking at them coming in at the time that it, you know, that, that the infiltration was happening. So it wasn't like they were completely caught underwear, over, under, um, you know, unaware, but they were just like, which is brings up a kind of a weird thing as far as uh, Xavier's thought patterns in this. Well, they weren't. Yeah, what I was gonna say is they were. It seemed like they were duped because they thought something else was happening when, in fact, uh, they were being. You know that 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 an assault team was coming in. So there's obvious, and and it's related to the opening framing sequence. So, so that's you know, and more will more more will be explained uh, in the next issue, but um, but but it's. You know, suffice it to say that uh, this was a very uh, surprising opening issue to this book, and I think that's what you were referring to. Um, you know, as we get to the last cliffhanger page. Yeah. So here's the thing about that: without giving away what exactly happens, given the state of mutants and uh, their well, I guess it's kind of spoiler. Their regenerative powers, uh, regenerative, um, yeah, powers, I guess, or states of being. I don't know. Usually when something such as what happens on the cliffhanger page would be more shocking than it is now, it still kind of isn't to a point. But at the same time, like, well, we know, you know, there's a very quick resolution to this. So it's not like it's something that's going to be lasting or permanent unless something you know ends up coming up and saying hey well it's okay so you know i doubt if it will because you know why set up all the other stuff where this can happen to only to have you know something be permanent in a state where it's usually not now or it's it's now not Mm -hmm. so that part in itself was like okay i guess it still had an effect just not the same effect that it would have classically you know. But still, it was a pretty effective uh, storytelling. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, it was just a storytelling point. Oh sure, uh, yeah, and, you know, and obviously the and obviously it's going to lend itself to where um, you know we know what the cap- mutants' capabilities have. Their um, you know their detractors may not know fully, and I guess that is one. That's the one other thing that's uh you know, uh, that's a uh, uh, that'll may or may not come to come to bear. But like, so we kind of know, but the, the, they don't know. It's just that, like, okay, that's 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 what you chose to do on that one. Right. So yeah, like you know, just 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 to wrap up the discussion, uh, this is a pretty effective issue. Another potential click of the week for myself. I would say the same. Yeah, because you you know, you know. Yeah, um, you you could definitely know it was like yeah you see everything coming into place on that part because you knew something like this was going to happen like I said earlier and there's going to be an answer to it. Uh, there's also something else that happens in the, in the midst of the book that I don't know if it's going to get 
dealt with in that because there was a point where um, we see how the wounded get treated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know if that part without giving, I mean, it's not really much to, to say about it, but I don't know if that part's going to come up in some sort of way. It seemed like it might because they wouldn't have put it out there like that. Um, but well, I guess we'll see. Um, so from there, where do you want to go, sir? Legion of Superheroes, number one. Okay, sure. We'll we'll hop the fence over to the distinguished competition. Um, so yeah, Legion of Superheroes, number one. Uh, if you have been keeping up with certain parts of DC, you will know that um, uh, Superboy, John Kent, um, not to be confused with Connor, who's in another book, um, has elected to go into the future to uh, to be on the Legion of Superheroes team. I think he had already said his goodbyes, definitely in Lois Lane, but in other books, uh, to his parents. And I assume the other part was in Superman's, in one of the Superman books, I'm guessing. Uh, and now, you know, the actual transportation has happened in this book. And uh, this basically, this book is basically him kind of getting acclimated to his uh, his new surroundings and being sl- not freaked out at first uh, until he found out about um, the encapsulation of, of that Earth, which didn't sit right to him. Which, for right. obvious reasons, if you know anything about the the Superman family and right. their and this relationship with Bottom Cities. Right. So for for those of you who have any sort of uh, relationship with uh, previous versions of the Legion of Superheroes, uh, this is an update on the original uh, creation of the Legion of Superheroes with um, uh, Superboy being Superman when he was younger, going into the future and and uh, and helping to form uh, the Legion so this is a variation on that theme, right? And because this is a fully already fully is, formed legion. I'm sorry. I said yeah, right. Because this is already a fully formed legion, right? So, but 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 at the end of the day, this is a Superboy going to be with the Legion full time, and what we have is um, a future story where um, some effects from the past, our current day have found their way into the possession of the Legion in the future. And there are, um, some criminal elements apparently that are looking to, uh, lay claim to it. Um, for fans of the Legion, you will be able to spot several old favorites. Some characters have been changed. Um, uh, you know, some familiar characters have been changed. Some of the front running, you know, some of the uh, the characters who were at the forefront of previous versions of the Legion have uh, have changed in certain regards. Um, I kind of liked um, one thing that artist Ryan Sook put in, or maybe the letterist put in. I'm not sure which. Uh, when they did, uh, they had um, the rough like hologram equivalents of name tags. Yes. They call them Frichtman tags and uh, Superboy's tag basically listed his powers as super everything. I kind of got a kick out of that. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, the way I was reading, I couldn't really tell what was on his tag. But, you know, it's it's super everything. Yeah. But um, (laughs) and him responding to it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So so I know some of this, I think it was kind of alluded to earlier, 
was um was taken care of in other books like i don't know if it was that millennium book that's uh legion superheroes millennium book i don't know if it, if that was a part of this or not have you been reading any of that stuff that kind of touched upon i don't recall much of it right i read, i think the first one right because yeah because like I said, there has been a couple of books that have definitely touched upon at the very least you know john coming to the future specifically if not the, the legion being in the current era era for to recruit him right that that part i got right so you know it this it doesn't necessarily help or hurt i don't think uh to read that stuff before you read this but for someone like me you know who you know has, has a slight masochism streak you might want to and i didn't but you know, you, you can right. pretty much get what you need out of this issue. Right. You can definitely jump in. It does help to be a little familiar with just the setup of what the Legion of Superheroes is. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the new wildfire design. Uh, he's an old favorite of mine. Hmm. But um, you know, but at the end of the day, this is this is not a bad start to uh, a series that you know has always had a. a, a a soft, you know, fans have had a soft spot for the Legion forever, but it never has been able to sustain, uh, you know, for for extended periods of time. So, you know, let's hope that uh, this uh, particular relaunch uh, gains some traction and has uh, has some staying power. Yeah, given who's writing it, I suspect they'll they, they won't give up on it anytime soon, as they would other books. We'll see. So, you know, I. I'm just putting that out there. Let's be honest. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much that. Yeah, the only thing for me about this book it was like, okay, I did not know too much about, like I said, so didn't know too much about the the Legion, with the exception of probably a couple of because um, they they hit, were on. There was a version that showed up on Justice League, you know, uh, and maybe some stuff here and there in the past that I may have gone, gone, gone across. But it's like this whole setup is kind of still weird. <laughs> Um, like I said, it's really it, it's really just an updated version of the very original, the very first formation, the very first appearance of the Legion. So sure, but if you don't uh, know too much about that, then that's still you know, right. But it's it's Bendis's version of it. So yeah, exactly. That there that was the point I was yeah <laughs> kind of sort of trying to get to. Um, All right. So what's next? Uh, well. I think we've exhausted all of the number ones for the... Oh, maybe the number ones that we read in common. Um, well, right. What, um, so feel free to jump to uh, talk about um, some of the stuff that kind of uh, tied in some, uh, some of the Marvel continuity. So let's do this. Um, let's start with Dr. Doom. All right. And I think you know where we'll go f- from there. No, but okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so Doctor Doom number two. Uh, this is that uh, book that's ran by the Catch and Halt, uh, Halt and Catch Fire showrunner person dude. Not the white supremacist. Don't know why I feel uh, <laughs> feel like I need to keep put saying that. But um, so. The weird thing about this, so uh, at the end of the first issue, uh, we see one Victor Von Doom uh, surrender himself to the authorities after something happened that he had nothing to do with. Um, at the same time, we you could kind of 
see what's going to happen with that based on that happening. Like, well, this doesn't seem like something that, that was going to stick. And surely enough, it doesn't in the course of this issue, which lends me to questions like, well, wait, why would you go the, why would you let yourself be taken if you're just going to escape? Which he does in this issue. Cause you know, he's being framed for something he didn't do. So of course he has to, to um, clear his name. I assume, at least let me phrase that. I assume that is, that is what that was his point of escaping. You know, well, that was a very uh, odd sequence because it has to deal with a future traveler. Yes, uh, who we have uh, become accustomed to seeing. Uh, but it also felt like he kind of knew it was coming. Hanging out with Doom, right? But he also felt like he knew it was coming, which he did. Because last, if you remember back to last issue, it's like, oh, you're back here again. Because it's like it's almost like he knew that was going to happen. Right, so um, Doom escapes custody, but finds himself on the run and is located by a character who you may not uh, have realized has any sort of connection with Doctor Doom at all. Right. As a matter of fact, this 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 whole book has a couple of connections to Doctor Doom, which you don't, if unless you've been reading for Goodwill, because or Goodwill. Because, uh, yes, one, as a matter of fact, if you think about it, it, it also kind of makes sense in the uh, relationship to current Excalibur, because this character also shows up there. And I believe I want to almost say that it gets alluded to this issue or them being in this issue might have possibly gotten alluded to in that book. Because I think she does say something about, hey, she's going to be on on Earth for a reason. Or she was going to go, go to her for a reason. I can't maybe uh, I may be wrong about that and just projecting something. I don't know. But regardless, Morgan Lafay shows up, and uh, if you are not aware, her past dealings with Doom have also uh, been in relation to Iron Man, because there are you know classic fiftieth uh, issues of Iron Man where you know where uh, Tony and and Doctor Doom end up, or at least one or two of them end up with them going back to uh, Avalon or wherever Morgan Le Fay is and battling her for whatever odd reason. Uh, also, Dr. Doom has been a one-time ally of uh, Morgan Le Fay in possibly in relation to that also. So while it is weird to see her here, if you're not, if you don't know that, um, yeah, you know, and you've been keeping up with recent events, you, you kind of, it kind of sort of makes sense if you know Doom's background also, because, you know, He's dealt with uh, mystic, you know, he has uh, mystical powers and therefore, you know, of course he's going to run, run afoul of someone else with power, which means also Dr. Strange, who happens to be there, who happened to be in a lot of places this week, actually, uh, or not a lot of places, but in a couple of places this week, given his, uh, his guests in a couple of other books that I think we've both read. So, yeah, he gets around. He's like yeah. Tupac. So, <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, another character po- kind of pops in uh, kind of out of nowhere um, because he is a top person available. And, yeah, right. That, uh, one's, that one's actually was the weird one. I was like, huh, that, that's what they pulled in for this, huh? But uh, there's yet another character that appears at the very end of the issue who's uh, pulling off uh, uh, a long-range shot. Yeah, and there's who's, like, not, and, who's not the character that uh, that um, that we expect to see uh, do this. Who is in another book? I guess um, 
uh, taking pot shots at uh, good old Victor. Yeah, so I think we'll go. We'll definitely go to that book uh, after this. But yeah, so yeah, apparently something did exist. Yeah, this character who shows up, you know, definitely is capable of making such a shot, and he's definitely been around lately. Um, which also brings the question of, you know, again, when is this happening? One, and obviously, uh, judging by the cliffhanger page and uh, the 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 page after that, I'm like, well, clearly this is not the end of um, or of uh, what's going on, but just going to shift into another place where another character that keeps um that may or if that at least if that last um image page um denotes anything another character is going to come in with who we've seen a whole lot of lately in another sense without giving too much away but yeah let's just say you know just say doom's got some things going on um right. apparently uh, he's a, and apparently he's a john lennon fan Right. It was a very that was a very kind of strange interlude, character based interlude between uh, Morgan Le Fay and right. Doom. Um, it was a little out of left field, but at the same time, this is a Doctor Doom limited series after all. So we're going to get some character based or character driven story story points we uh, during this limited series. Right. And there's also something else that gets brought up, which I would like to believe is a, something else out of continuity. Um, before I would just go ahead and say, say it, spoiler alert, uh, blue Marvel shows up mm-hmm. as being the guy that, um, uh, agent 70 alluded to being the top available. Sure. Um, he he shows up and he's teaching a class that talks about a black hole, which is a which is the thing that is going on, which is a thing that happened that caused an incident uh, in the first book, in the first issue. But he talks about another type of black hole, which is a white hole, um, which may I'm speculating may or may not have something to do with the events of Silver Server Black. Uh, that's the way I'm taking it. I don't know if it actually is or not. Because the way it was being described is like, and what we know of what happened at the end of Civil Surfer Black, that it feels like they coincide. I could be totally wrong. We'll see. So, and and that may or may not have anything to do with anything outside of a continuity uh, thing for Marvel. And I doubt that will play. That may or may not play anything going forward in this book. Um, but yeah, so that's Doctor Doom number two. Uh, and now we will go to the other book where um, he, uh, young Victor shows his face. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number was it thirty-three? Wait, mm-hmm. it's thirty-three. No, well, no, it's okay. Boom. For some strange reason, I had three on there. Um. Oh, also, so actually, I wanted to bring up this point real quick because I know this happens a couple of times uh, this week. So there was somebody else. There's something that shows somebody shows up uh, in the course of uh, Doctor Two Number Two, who is basically one of those uh, characters who we haven't seen in a while, and in some cases, me you may not have seen at all. Because I had to look up this character to, to, to see who it was, because I didn't know who it was, and apparently it was from a, a limited series that I knew about, just never read. Um, before whatever happens near the end of the book, and that happens a couple of times in during this week, so we will get to Amazing Spider-Man number three, three, where 
uh, also alluding to something that Agent 70 says, um, we have one Miguel O'Hara still uh, running around the present. Surprisingly, um, um, he he fell, basically, and uh, fell hard, given that his spidey powers gave it out for him, but he seemed to be doing all right um, as he was running out away from the scene of uh, the accident. So he's still running around trying to find Peter. Meanwhile, Peter's off somewhere else dealing with uh, who he thought to be Silver Sable and um, the foreigner in another matter, which also plays into some things that um, that Dr. Doom's book also brought up and also has been brought up uh, in other places. And that being relations of Simcaria uh, and Latveria's border uh, war situation. Right. That's yeah, that's something that's been been going on for a little while now, especially mm-hmm. since Doom came back. Exactly. Um so but uh but but what we find out in this issue is that uh the whole deal that uh Teresa Parker has been uh, on the trail of has been uh not exactly well what we find is that the foreigner wasn't exactly up to no good he was actually up to some good right but for and, her, it's basically a wild goose chase i'm sorry that's what for Teresa it was somewhat of a wild goose chase oh i mean what she was was uh, what she was doing was uh following what she thought was a lead on people stealing uh shield uh uh, shield property, which is exactly what it was, but unfortunately for, uh, well, well, what it turns out to be is that it was being stolen for a quote unquote good cause, and we find out what <clears throat> Silver Stable's current status is, and um, you know, essentially this book has some more setup for the upcoming twenty ninety nine crossover event dealing with um, uh, one of uh, Peter Parker's classmates at uh, ESU. Uh, dealing yeah. with uh, the future and um we also get um some foreshadowing about what is um going to happen with uh one uh what's going to happen with the other side of that uh, border dispute that you were uh referring to earlier between Simcaria and Latveria mm-hmm but yeah, but what I was saying was because I think Teresa specifically said it was like, well, she had no reason for her for to be there because she was yes, she was definitely hunting out what you said, but she was actually looking for a specific person, right? Who was directly in you know uh, right, and that specific person is behind a lot of this, right? So, but you know, being kind of playing both sides of uh, both sides of the deal, as it were, because that's right. actually that actually comes up during the story, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, we definitely get a little bit more of what's going on with the Simcaria Laveria thing. And I'm assuming, I don't know if that's going to be, I assume that's going to be a Spider-Man or some sort of an event coming up. I, that's probably speculation because it is definitely, like you said, it's been something that's been brewing for a good minute now. So I, yeah, I no, the 2099 like, stuff is definitely going to be, uh, that's, it's, it's going to be something that spins out of the Spidey books sure. and, uh, and, and we'll have a couple of, I believe, one shots. Uh, yeah, so a bunch of them. In matter of fact, you can see in the back of the book the, all the one shots that um, that twenty nine twenty nine and nine stuff is gonna touch upon. So yeah, and of course, just like in the Doctor Doom book, there's another person that shows up who um, 
uh, unlike uh, the person that shows up in the uh, in, in Doctor Doom's book, is getting prepared to do the sim- a similar thing to right. the very same person. But this is a person also who, again, um, is a, an, is a, definitely an obscure character. Definitely, this is a deep cut. I was exactly. like, exactly. I was like, wait a second. I and Ooh. once again, I had to look up this person. I'm like, wait, do I remember? And then, which was, which was funny because when I looked up the person, the picture they use is the picture from this issue when he oh. shows when he shows up. That's funny. Somebody you know. just updated the wiki. Yeah, basically, uh, but they didn't update with the story because obviously it just you know it just happened. But so that was kind of funny. So yeah, so you know, Marvel's been doing some as they have been the last couple of years, been pulling up some uh, deep cuts. Uh, so I think that's pretty much that. And like, oh yeah, the only other thing is like, which, which, what you were saying about that person, the that's Peter's classmate and the um, the 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 thing he was doing. Mm-hmm. Th- there was part of that me that was part of it that felt like obviously Minority Report, but also Shades of a uh, Civil War Two. Sure, because of the the uh, the tech that gets mentioned. And I suspect, as you said, you know, that's going to run into the whole 2099 thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there's a there's there's no reason for them to bring up some kind of future seeing the future tech. Exactly. Without, uh, you know, without that tying directly into this uh, upcoming 2099 story. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. As I said in my notes, it's like uh, Peter has a villain in the making in his classmate, uh, classmate slash presentation mate, which you. I guess if you thought about it in the last issue, you could kind of see it, but you don't really know for sure. You just saw somebody who's kind of really overzealous about Peter's tech, right? Or, or former tech, I guess you should say. So, yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. Um, I, do you want to go to Miles, or you got another book you want to toss out? No, we can do that. That's fine. Okay, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number twelve, which has nothing to do with uh, either of the books we just talked about. But hey, Spider, it's, you know, Spider synergy. There you go. Um, so, in a move that is once could say straight out of the uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie, and or you know, uh, Miles's past back in the Ultimate Universe, uh, once again he ends up uh, fighting his uncle in Prado suit, right. Until it gets interrupted by another deep cut. <laughs> oh, this deep cut I recognize that. Well, least. yeah, definitely. But I, 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 I this is definitely straight out of old Spidey lore. True. Um, as I as I call him the proto juggernaut, which is not far off the mark because of you know because of that character. Um, man Mountain. What is it? Man Mountain or Martin Man? Man Mountain. Oh, Man Mountain. Mountain. Ugh, Marco, say that five times fast. Shows up. Um, uh, you know, as a as a somewhat of an enforcer after uh, the Prowler's hit goes bad because of Miles, obviously. Um, so which ends up putting uh, uh, Miles's uncle Davis, uh, uncle 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 Aaron. I don't know why I said Davis, but um, <laughs> but basically puts um puts Miles and his uncle on the run, like sixteen blocks or. Or um, what other? No, this is the Warriors. Warriors. I well, I, that's that is also in my notes. Uh, Midnight Run, John Wick, thir- the third chapter three, sixteen blocks. 
the warriors that basically kind of style of runs because even at the, at the at the end of the book you see a map of where yeah. they are and where they end up having to get to which i still haven't yeah. seen 16 box but it's sitting over there and, and on my shelf for some strict reason i mean this is you know like i thought i thought directly of the warriors because they have to get oh, from sure. boogie down all the way down to brooklyn and but they don't necessarily have to go all the way down to coney island but um there's a couple of things that i found uh, to be interesting about this particular story arc one uh and i mentioned this in our uh discussion of the last issue uh this is uh saladin ahmed uh doing a very classic peter parker trope which is um something is uh wrong uh on his family side or he has to get to something on his family side right. and everything is uh gone off the rails in his superhero side mm-hmm. uh, also, another old Spidey trope, which is running out of web fluid. Yeah. So uh, that's something that was teased in the last issue and is front and center in this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get, um, as you mentioned, uh, the echoes of the Spideyverse. And, and, and last but not least, um, we get a shout out to the Beastie Boys. So um, this next issue is interesting and the tease for the next issue involves a character we have seen in this title, uh, before, and it's curious to see if, uh, you know, to, to, to see how, uh, the relationship may have changed since then, because if I recall, they left on relatively amicable terms. Hmm. Right. Go to the tease, the the cover tease for the next issue, and it's I'm not really spoiling too much. It's probably in the solicits, and it's on the cover for the next issue. But uh, it's a character that we've seen in the Miles book uh, early on. And I'm trying to figure out who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, you just scroll down to the last page. Yeah, I was like, wait, did I miss something? Or no, the last, the 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 after the no after the map. Oh, I don't think I went past. Oh yeah, yeah. See, okay. we've seen that character, so we know that they have they've developed at least a, they've had a, a interaction before. So we'll see how that plays out uh, in the next issue. Right. So yeah. So there you go. Um. Next up. What's next? Actually, I pulled up the wrong book. That was what's wrong with me. Um. Let's go Black Cat number six. Actually. Save. Sure. Stay sure, we get, to, we get to rapid fire after this because we got a lot of books to go through. I think we have some more in common, but um, we just have plenty of books to get through this week. Yeah, this continues to be a fun book. Um, but this one is uh, so it's a couple of things is going on in, in this particular issue. You know, Felicia's trying to get a little downtown town time, so she goes out on a date with none other than again, slightly, slightly bit of a pull here. Batrock the Leaper. This is not that deep a cut, though. <laughs> well, I mean, in relation to a lot of other things, but let I me mean, come on. When's the last time you've seen him? I mean, unless he's been, unless he's shown up in Cap recently, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I don't I don't think we've seen him uh, very recently. But uh, he's not that deep a cut, especially if you're up on uh, Captain America villain. So yeah, we're talking about Batrock. Zipper. Which I say in my notes is 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 it's still kind of funny. Like, granted, Batrock is a is a character that was made back in the sixties, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or something something around about that. But if you remember Captain America, um, um, uh, Winter Soldier, was it or Civil War? Which one it was? The beginning. No, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. So the character shows up there with a similarly named. Uh, 
person acting, quote unquote, acting. Right, in real life, right, the real life actor. Right, but, you know, but they, they, which makes sense because this person happened to be similarly named, but they also have similarly, similar talents, sort of. Sure. So that part still kind of is funny to me. Um, but regardless, uh, Felicia and Batra go out on a date and they have a, I guess, a relatively good time, which ends in a good time. At, but at the same time, uh, the Black Fox finds himself uh, with some co- company who and holds his own for uh, uh, a good bit until the end of the thing, which I'm sitting here like, when that first happens, like, well, clearly this is going to be something that's, that goes over quick. Because, I mean, you know, Black Fox is not a, he's a shrewd dude, you know, and he's got talent. But at the same time, that looks like, and I'm assuming that was the hand, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, uh, how this how this uh, B story uh, kind of plays out is, uh, you know, it kind of t- it keeps the book tied into the overall uh, story arc. Of um, Guild. the fox running right, the fox right. running um, uh, 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 a series of heists so that they can break into the thieves guild vault, and right. what ends up happening here is the story basically ties that back in. This B plot ties that back in. I don't know if they're just nondescript ninjas or if they're the hand. It's hard to tell. Right. So yeah. So basically, yeah. Because so, uh, that's why I was saying it's like, oh, wait, this. I don't know. Maybe I was just thinking that that should have been over a little bit quicker if it did indeed was the hand. But at the same time, like the, the hand has been. That also wasn't the point of their, you know what I mean? That wasn't the point of their, uh, uh, uh of their chase because it was, oh, sure. capture, it was capture, not kill. So, um, well, yeah, I know, but like I said, this is, it's like, you see something like that, but at the same time, you would think that would have been an easier capture for them than not. But at the same time, like I said, black Fox is not, you know, an easy person mm-hmm. to, uh, to catch up to as as proven in this book so plus you got to move the story line some kind of way so it wasn't that, that was just a kind of thing i was just thinking about yeah. but overall you know this was a pretty you know to continue to see like i said earlier a, a fun book it was a yeah cool it was year. entertaining mm-hmm. uh, the art on the book was good uh it's by a guest artist mike dowling we're used to seeing travel foreman on this book so this was uh uh um a fill-in book and it was filled in very nicely Indeed, yeah, and see, it's kind of one of those where the art was not noticeably distracting, right? So it it still flows with how the the book the the art normally goes, and this is a good thing. Um, so that's cool, and like I said, we'll see the consequences of what happens at the end of that book uh, in the next issue as as things something gets found out. Um, I guess we can now go to the rapid fire, spinning it up. So yeah, take it away. Alrighty. Uh let me know because it's a long list. Let me know if we have uh overlapping books. There's basically like two. All right. Batman. No, it's not. It's new never mind. Go, just go. Yeah. Batman number eighty-two. Uh we are rapidly approaching the end of Tom King's run on the Batman title. Batman and Catwoman are continue their team up versus Bane, but Thomas Wayne appears to be the big bad in this book. Um, Crescent given, and I, which I might be wrong about this, given maybe I'm thinking about the wrong universe, but given something that happens in another book, you're going to talk about, I'm like, when is this going on? But I think I may be mixing something up and not, not that, but anyway, go ahead. That's okay. Um, 
Crescent and Io number one. Uh, this book has the origin of Crescent's powers. It's nothing out of the ordinary, but the telling and the execution of the story is still fun. Uh, Daredevil number 13. Daredevil uh, gets some insight and training from Elektra. Wilson Fisk actually exhibits a little of the character work that was done by Vincent D'Onofrio in the Netflix series. The next issue promises a heart-to-heart between Daredevil and Detective Cole North, the uh, the new character introduced in uh, Zdarsky's run. Uh, Fantastic Four, number 16. Did you read this? Yes. All right. Uh, the FF basically figure out that they are definitely not welcome on the planet they intended to explore. And uh, they actually find out that they accidentally caused a superpower arms race. Hashtag uh, is all Reed's fault. Yeah. When, uh, uh, when, when, when Reed was initially doing the exploration uh, or the, uh, the, the, um, the, the planning part for the uh, this exploration trip, uh, the original exploration trip that caused their powers, uh, caused the formation of the Fantastic Four. Which means that there's probably, at the very least, one thing should probably come out of because there's a couple of things going on with the book. So the, the team is separated. Uh, the uh, Ben is in the low town, which is basically where the, the freaks and the monsters are. And that's going to, uh, you know, as, as t- what tends to happen in books like this, like there's a high society and then there's a low society and one is about to um, run up on the other. Right. <laughs> very one quickly. Of the, yeah. One of the secrets of the high, the difference between the high and the low society is a result of that superpowers arms race. Exactly. Which almost kind of reminds me of um, the Creed. Huh? The, I, I was about to say the Inhumans. Yes, exactly, and, and that and the um, the um, yes, the, basically that because I was about to say the Deviants and because I think um, and, and that whole lot with um, mm-hmm. with them and the Eternals. Um, but yeah, similar thing. Anyway, sure. it was a good book. Alrighty, next up, uh, Ghost Rider number two. Did you read this? I did. All right. Well, basically, it's Johnny Blaze trying to send escaped souls back to hell, and Danny Ketch unfortunately gets in the way. Yeah, um, which also brings up to something that happens in in Avengers, or what could have happened in Avengers, as we know. You know, Johnny Blaze shows up there. Um, if he had the power to do what he did to Danny, why didn't he do that to Robbie? It's a good question. I think it's. Uh, I think it boils down to the type of ghost riders they are, because I think Robbie was a different type. I guess, but I thought, yeah, sure, yeah, I guess I know this because there's there's stuff and there's something about the ghost rider, the different ghost riders that sets them apart um, some kind of way. So yeah, I'll right. take that. But sure. I think that's. Uh, but I I think I mean it's obviously uh, that's either. Uh, you know, stuff for a no prize or stuff for future stories to be told. Yeah, I think that might be something that's going to get explained, I would hope. If not, then I don't know. We'll figure something out. Next up. Immortal Hulk, number 26. I'm not going to spoil too much. I know that you were attempting to finish reading this. Um, This is a potential click of the week for me. Uh, Bruce Banner gets a little aggressive. And there's a direct follow-up to the events of the War of the Realms, as well as some of the events in another uh, currently published Marvel team book. Alrighty. Go for it. 
Oh, okay. No, it's just that you went out. I guess you went on mute for a second. Um, Magnificent Ms. Marvel number nine. I think you may, may have read this. I did. So it's a more Marvel continuity coming together with Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Again. Uh, and Mr. Hyde is there as someone just to cause trouble. Again, another, this is not, granted, for somebody like me, it's not a really deep cut. But then again, we haven't seen Mr. Hyde all that often lately. So that was kind of amusing. Because Doctor Strange and Mr. Hyde, as in Doctor Jekyll, and you know, but sure, I'm sure that was potential. I don't know if that was an intentional or not, but whatever, it works. And right. I guess we kind of see shades of um, Doctor Strange's next volume, if you think exactly, about it. Surgeon Supreme. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that's exactly what I was referring to as kind of tying uh, Marvel continuity together because he wouldn't be a candidate for surgery if he didn't have the use of his hands back. Mm-hmm. So, and as you know, as folks may know, um, uh, a candidate for performing surgery, that is correct. Yeah. So, um, Kamala's dad has been sick for the last uh, a few issues with a, uh, with a disease that they, up until I guess this one did not know the causes or did not know much about. And we come to find out that the, um, because of Kamala's family's inhuman, uh, latent inhuman genes, and that one cloud from a few years back that gave um, that gave uh, that gave us Miss Marvel in the first place, uh, this disease has basically come out of that, which I thought was a pretty interesting way to handle that. So, um, uh, but so we, we found out that uh, Doctor Strange is on the case and maybe may or may not be able to do something about it. We'll see, right. I guess, in the coming issues. Just as an aside, I am given a renewed hope that they will not uh, gloss over uh, the Terrigen Mist's uh, story, or at least adapt it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, at least in a streamlined form for the Miss Marvel uh, Disney Plus series. They are still, you know, they're continuing to uh, rely on the inhuman nature of Miss Marvel's powers. Yeah, hopefully they'll do right, do right by that. You know, and 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 that's me. You know, hoping beyond hope that they that they uh, find uh, 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 find it in their hearts to reboot at least the royal family of the Inhumans and not you know redo the whole uh, ABC show. Oh, you're um, horrible! <laughs> next up, uh, undiscovered country uh, number one. So this is a book published by image. This is written by Scott Snyder and Charles soul with art by Giuseppe Comancoli. Um, this did not go as I expected, but it was still interesting. The, the premise of the story is that the United States has closed itself off from the world for 30 years because of certain events. And, um, the, the, the opening issue is about it, uh, uh, allowing um, uh, outsiders to come in for the first time, but what they find is not what they expect, and it's definitely not what I expected. I'm willing to give it another issue to see where it goes. Not to be confused with the Star Trek movie. Right, and that's it for me. Um, Wait, did you not read Justice League? I did, but I was going to do it when we talked about Dirt, because he had one book. Okay. You just do it now? 
No, no, no. We'll wait. Um, so for me, Young Justice number 10. So this is, I, uh, this is, continues to be a fun issue. Uh, we get Jenny Hex's, well, we don't necessarily get Jenny Hex's backstory, but we do get a little bit more background on her. We do get a little bit more about what's in her chest. And I don't, and I, and I don't, well, the chest that she's, uh, the trunk that she's toting around. There you and go. Actress. There we go. Let's just There's clean some that clarity. Up. Clean, that yeah, clean that up just a little bit because she's a teenager, folks, for goodness sake. So, yeah, and because they've, and they've been, up until now, they've been playing that in a lack of a um, Pulp Fiction style and other uh, movies it, where there's a trope where, hey, there's something in there that seems to be very, very valuable. But we don't know necessarily what it is. Well, now oh, we know. The box. Exactly. Well, now we know what's in there, and she's got a box full of wonderful toys that, uh, which makes sense. So, if you don't know, she is the great great granddaughter of Jonah Hex, who um, has spent some time in the past as a you know bounty hunter hero, et cetera, et cetera, and has has uh, has seen some things and have uh, teamed up with some some superheroes. So, so therefore, has uh, collected a bunch of things that folks of his era probably shouldn't have on them and has you know he's collected in his uh you know in his travels and team up with uh current day superheroes and uh that got uh will to jenny after you know a, an explanation during the course of this issue uh and she gets to use it to some effect um which i, I suppose is not going to be the first thing and, like we've seen a couple of them because like she had basically like say uh, Adam Strange's uh, ray guns, like, but she's been using those anyway. And you know, there's a few other things. Like, it looks like there might be an H dial in there. I'm not even sure if that's the case, but there's a bunch of stuff from, you know, that I'm sure that'll come from various parts of the DC universe that, uh, you know, that'll get some use. But they're still in the other Earth until the end of this issue, and um, we will see uh, where they turn up, which seems to be back on their Earth. Where in uh, I guess an ex- shouldn't be a surprise a guest star if you looked at the cover uh, shows themselves at the end of the book and not necessarily in the fashion that the cover would suggest. I'll put it that way, or well, at least not yet. But given who's writing the book and who created who created that character, wasn't that big of a surprise that this character wasn't going to show up at, at some point in said books, said book. Wonder Twins, number nine. So um, after a mission where the the twins back up um, Superman and Batman, uh, they have to deal with um, a, um, I don't know if we want to call it a frenemy, I guess we want to call it, of Jaina's who escaped from prison that, you know, that uh, they try to help them out in finding her dad. But at the same time, uh, a doomsday protocol thing that her dad has some hand in, or as you say, it wasn't even a doomsday pro- protocol, but a doomsday protocol that she has a hand with and a project that her father had to, uh, had a hand in doing kind of comes back to the forefront in a kind of a haphazard way. Folks, uh, if you uh, plan on uh, selling your PCs, make sure you wipe the drive. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Um, and it was a Commodore 64, that's which is a delight for me because I love my Commodore 64 back in the day. Could have been a 128, but it looks like a 64. Regardless, um, next up, Web of Black Widow number three. 
So where you find one Black Widow, you will definitely more than likely find another. And I'm not just talking about the antagonist of this uh, of this miniseries. One Yelena Bolova uh, ends up getting recruited for a mission, which apparently wasn't needed. But uh, you know, Nat's kind of a careful person, so she wanted her there just for some clarity, for some clarification. Um, but they go about to try to catch this other fake. Uh, person for a fake widow that is using Nat's face and that didn't happen but next issue uh, apparently another one of uh, Nat's exes is going to show up uh, by the by the end cover so that's going to be fun yeah purple arrows yes indeed um and I believe let's see is that it that is it actually Uh, so now we can go to clicks of the week clicks of the week And we already have one from. Uh, we have two. Yes, you're right. We do have two, actually, um, from our missing partners. One of which would be the aforementioned Justice League number 35, which I also read, and I believe uh, Agent underscore 70 also read. Yes. This is Dirt's pick, uh, click of the week. And right. Uh, did you did you talk about it real quick? No, I did not. Okay, well, you can give yours, and then I'll read off turrets. Um, actually, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, so basically, I just said that it's a multiversal crisis, and everyone's invited. Uh, Earth-19 is the first one to get the boot. Uh, yes. <laughs> Perpetua, which is what my confusion from earlier when you were talking about um, uh, Batman or whatever book that was. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. Like when that happens, right? Right. Um... Perpetua has a cooldown apparently in video games terms. And matter of fact, that gets you slightly that gets mentioned in the course of the book, sorta, of, but not necessarily the video game part about, which I found her. And now Kendra's finally feeling sorry for herself after botching the whole mission. Uh and puts her and her, I guess, son in jeopardy. And now uh, the Empire, as they say, will is going to do more striking back in the form of Lex Luthor, uh, going into the next issue. Right. But uh, I, some of the things that uh, PCN underscore Dirt has to say, I echo my I echo his sentiments. Um, you know, he hesitates to call Justice League number thirty five his click of the week because the series has kept running hot and cold to him. Myself as well. The path that has gotten us to this point has been pretty convoluted and tiresome, True. and that that almost had him give up on it. Same as me. But in this issue, this is exactly what the type of story he's been hoping for over the past four years. Something he thought Doomsday Clock was going to bring us. But instead, uh, Justice League number 35 brought us the multiverse, ripped it apart, destroyed an Elseworlds universe, which is what Roddy Cat was just referring to, in an homage to Crisis on Infinite Earths number one. And it had him bouncing in his seat like a little baby boy. Because Dirt hates Elseworlds. And And finally, uh, (laughs) we got an explanation of why this is happening and how the villains are going to build an army by destroying and rebuilding the multiverse over and over. This is superhero sci-fi like he grew up on. And as an added bonus, DC made the cover into a special edition uh, transparent acetate flip open thing without raising the cover price. I guess I'll find out when I pick up my books this weekend. Mm. Yeah, so that was part of that. I, w- I would say I, w- I would have a comment about, but I'm, I won't. Was... 
but it's not that big of a deal. Um, it's not a thing either way, but it's like, okay, sure. Some things don't always have to be a certain way, but it is what it is. So, yeah, but it was definitely, so, so I agree with the fact that, yeah, it, this book has had some up and downs and it's been kind of hard to read at, at times. Oh, yes. But there's definitely been some issues. It's like, holy smack, like some things happen and we get some much needed explanation or exposition. Mm-hmm. And just like, all right, this just raises the, raises the stakes even more. So, and this, it's definitely not the level of um, just like like twenty two or something like that, but it's definitely, it, it's it's basically up there, I, w- I would say. So, and as far as Doomsday Clock, ha, 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 we don't even know if it's going to make the end of this year. Um, we'll see. It is solicited for December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's that. And from Tim. Uh, not much of a surprise, but also a pretty decent book this week. Uh, Young Justice number ten. You didn't really say too much about it, I don't think. But mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, you know, hey, it, it continues to be a, a fun book. So I've been enjoying it despite Bendis writing it. Uh, so you got your click or not? I can. I I I'm pretty sure I've got mine. Uh, okay. I've got a couple of good candidates. I've got the two new Dawn of X books that came out this week. I definitely enjoyed them. True. But I'm going to go with uh, a book that definitely entertained me. Definitely had um, a couple of really good moments in it, and that was Immortal Hulk number twenty six. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, being that I, you know, it's a favorite book of ours around around these parts, or for most of us anyway. I don't know. Actually, is Tim read the book? I don't even know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. But regardless, at least half of the half of the panel, especially us two, uh, more specifically, are really right. loving this book. Um, I know the PCN underscore Dirt is behind, but he has been reading it. Yes. So and or, you will like you will like uh, uh uh you will like when you get to the end of this book. Um, some you know stuff that I mentioned in my review of it, and stuff that we had mentioned over the course of this uh, this episode of the show, um, we have seen Marvel really tighten up the continuity belt over the last you know week or two. Now that Hawks Pox has has, has wrapped, and now that we're in deep into Dawn of X, hmm. so uh, this issue really brought up. Uh, some some recent continuity and tied it into the events of Immortal Hulk, and that was pretty pretty entertaining. If it's about what I think about and what I'm about to mention, um, I was going to say that you know, and I, we've mentioned this in the past. Like at some point, Amadeus Cho was going to show up, and this is the issue where he finally the way he does, and he even has some um, some things to say, right. See, at least I did get better, but that's in the beginning of the book, so that's not no, right? Exactly. No, you. What I'm referring to is that near the very end. Sure. So, so I'm looking forward to reading the rest of this book. That that being said, so for myself, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it definitely was a, a pretty decent book and some really good fun stuff. Um, hmm. I don't know. I might actually go with New Mutants number one, actually. Nice. Like, Young Ooh, Justice was really good. Out. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even the biggest X fan, but like, I definitely read a good bit of uh, New Mutants coming up. And like I said, this kind of evokes that uh, in, a, in a very good way. You know, the only thing is missing is, is um, Warlock, but then he's kind of there in spirit. So, sure. 
so yeah, that's pretty much that. And now we get to an ad read, please. Our first ad read of the night is for My Comic Shop. Today's podcast is sponsored by My Comic Shop. Go to cspn.us and click on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, click on the My Comic Shop banner and order from a vast selection of new releases, back issues, vintage classics, graphic novels, and more to be delivered right to your door. If you do not have a local comic book store, then you can order your comics from My Comic Shop online. My Comic Shop through cspn.us. Do it today. Now, now let us get to the news. <laughs> Rod Cat just wants to read the line. And as we start off, as we do every week with cinematic news, um, guess what, folks? Felicity's back, or she will be, uh, because Stephen Amell announces Emily Beck, Emily Beck, Bet Rickards return to the Arrowverse because she had left the show at some time ago, I guess, um, and she will be back for the finale of uh, Arrow. So, good news for Felicity fans like myself. Okay. Alrighty, CW Superman actor Tyler Hoechlin has confirmed that CW is developing the Superman and Lois show via an Instagram post that promises a secret story. Oh God, don't do it again. Um, (laughs) So yes, and that secret story has something to do with the original Superman movie, or may, or, or a something, or at least they are alluding to something that may have had something to do with the original Superman story from uh, movie from back in '78 uh, with uh, Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder. So we will see what comes out of that. Um, on the Batman front, Robert Pattinson learns Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in training follow, which basically is saying that hey, he just started doing his training, and why wasn't he doing that uh, all the time when? You got the part. <laughs> Heaven forbid, right? Right. Because I was like, because I was like, because when I saw the story, I was like, he just started training. I'm like, okay. And I get it. Like, they do, like, they start six months out, you know, before filming or whatever the case may be. I'm like, why wasn't he doing that when he got the part? Maybe he was. I don't know. Regardless. Hey, he just started I was training. About to say some, I was about to say some actors do it for longer. So Exactly. You know. and, and some folks are already naturally training for something, depending on the person, you know, so it's not like. Again, he could have been already. He just, just, just this aspect of it. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Regardless, hey, guess what? He's yeah. starting to become Batman. And speaking of, um, right. So next up, Andy Circus. I thought he was already confirmed. He wasn't. Well, he wasn't. Play Alfred this, Pennyworth. He wasn't. He was in talks up until this happened. Okay. But he's not the only one that has uh, been confirmed to be right. uh, part of it. And apparently Colin Farrell, of all people. Somebody else, too, actually. Been I think confirmed for Penguin in Matt Reeves' Batman. And I want to say Matthew McConaughey may also have a part. but I, I, uh, Yes, that's my understanding. He uh, may be playing uh, Harvey Dent. That's a weird choice for that character. All right, all right, all right. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. So, some, I want to say heavy heavy hitters but that's not even the right word for that Colin, Colin Farrell and McConaughey seem like they should should have been doing buddy movies together for some reason reasons um, okay don't ask me why they just seem similar and whatever anyway 
So yeah, Marvel's Falcon and Winter Soldier has started filming, according to a behind-the-scenes photo. The BTSs, if you will. Not the boy band. <laughs> no. Um, and apparently either the, the post has been removed from Instagram or something happened. Um, but I do remember As what the Disney, the Disney assassins have, uh, I know, right. <laughs> out online <laughs> quite possibly, but the, basically the image was, um, a set photo of the two actors chairs or uh, characters chairs basically. So there's like, well, they had one for Winter soldier and one for Falcon, uh, That's funny. on set. If I remember correctly, that's funny. So, so there wasn't much to it, but yeah, apparently the Disney assassins are are hard at work. Um, next up, next, next up, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Ant Man three is reportedly in development with Peyton Reed, uh, who also directed uh, the first two installments, back to direct the third movie. Feels like a water is wet uh, moment, but at the same time, hey, it wasn't. Entirely right, it wasn't exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't introduced uh, or, or or put onto the slate um, at San Diego or D twenty three. So, you know this this un, you know this still does qualify as news. Mm-hmm, sure, and it looks like it's going to re- reportedly is going to follow the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Thor and Love and Thunder movies, according to the Hollywood Reporter. There you go. Uh, and in some other movie news, Eternal Stars um, set photo reveals new time period. So star Lauren Ridloff, who will play Makari, uh, the MCU's first deaf superhero. Was he deaf? That was the speedster, correct? I'm sorry? Wasn't Makari the speedster? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know, was he deaf? I did not know that. I didn't either. But either way. Um, took a photo at uh, Marvel Studios' office. This game. I was about to say that must make sign language. Uh, he's got to really slow down for that one. But go on. Well, you know, or he can speed read. I don't know, speed read lips or something. Who knows? Um, this is and this is not sliding anything. We're just like we're just you know whatever. Don't don't do yeah. that one way or another. Uh, this gave fans the first look at one of the outfits they will see. They will see her wear when the Eternal premieres in late. So that's actually. Agenda bin because um Macari yeah Macari was mailed yeah so okay cool as you can see in the um do you see a picture of her in one of the costumes and looks like the it says here a vision board behind her features the label Babylon 800 BC which could be the time period that Eternals may take place or at the very least visit if anything yep so cool next. In related Eternals news, while they were filming on set on a Canary Island, uh, they had to evacuate because they found an old, uh, apparently still uh, still active uh, bomb from World War II. Yeah. So, uh, which uh, Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden were on the set and had to be uh, taken off, taken away. Like, I guess they were the only two filming around that time, I guess. Right. So, luckily, they didn't go off and nothing happened. So, right. Cool. Um, man, that's a lot of Hobson Shaw um, commercials on this site, which yeah, that just came out on Blu ray and digital. Um, plug, I guess. I don't, know. I don't even know why I did that. But some awesome news that we found out in the last uh, week or so is that, uh, and I'll take these these next two actually, uh, that there was a teaser on Twitter 
Um, in fact, I think this came out while we were recording and I didn't get a chance to uh, pull it. But uh, a Into the Spider-Verse sequel was being teased on Twitter. Uh, and we come to find out that indeed that is going to be a, um, a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse se- release uh, sequel. And we have a release date. That being April 8th, 2022. So... And uh, a lot of people on Twitter, you know, quite naturally was very hyped uh, for that. Uh, as you can see here, if you're watching the video, that came from the Spider-Verse um, Twitter account with a picture of Miles' symbol with the, the, um, with the, with the comments uh, of the release date and hashtag Spider-Verse and a little video that went along with it or a little clip. Which doesn't really give away nothing because obviously at this point they probably don't they may or may not have that much given the time that it takes to do that movie. But welcome We're, regardless. So we just got another uh, three years to, to 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 wait for it. We'll see what kind of music Miles is, is listening to then. Hmm. Um all right, so you got that. Uh Japanese Spider Man has been confirmed for Spider Verse two. If you have not watched the the um the seventy eight Spider Man, well, excuse me, let me phrase that the Japan the seventy eight Japanese Spider Man, uh, you should really go check that out. It's it's, it's something something uh, something special out there. So there's I think it's out there on uh, YouTube. You can just look it up. Uh, but yeah, so Japanese Spider Man along with its uh, along with his um mech that he rolled around in will be in the Spider-Verse 2. And here, my only question is, are they going to get the US-70 Spider-Man? Because that's what I really want to know. The old Nicholas Hammond version. Ha! Huh. So with, with the one uh, web shooter. With the, yeah, exactly. With the big rope for the web shooter and him, you know, <laughs> climbing the side or climbing the wall with Good. on a big rope like he was in gym class. Goodness gracious. Oh, man. Right. Fun times. I love that show. Shout out to Chip Fields, by the way, who's on that show also. Anyway, next up. Uh, first look, Ming-Na wins Star Wars Assassin from The Mandalorian. So, uh, Ming-Na Wen, who we know from uh, as Agent May of, uh, from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and various other movies that she has done, Mulan being one of them. By the way, I'm just going to remind people of my Mulan Delirian joke. That's what I'm saying. Um, who's going to play a sharpshooter, not a Mandalorian, called Fennec Shand? Uh, and apparently I'm going to take this next one also because apparently she had a hand in make developing the character's look. So that's always good. And she's playing an antagonist, antagonistic bounty um, according to reports who will oppose Pedro Pascal's mercenary as he takes up a contract in the outer rim of the galaxy. So then it says here that when personally had a hand in developing her Star Wars characters look, taking inspiration from the character's Foxy namesake, that being Phoenix, which is another name for Fox. So cool. I always love to see Ming-Na Wen and, and stuff. Especially now that um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, is going off the air. So, mm-hmm. Cool beans. Next. 
Next up, so I know that you're not up on Watchmen, but um, on the third episode of the, what were you saying under your breath? I No, I was just going to mention that I did see a picture from the last episode uh, that had to do with Gene Smart, who is pictured here, and a... Um, a um, a sex toy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that is part of the story. So uh, what's funny about Watchmen, the HBO show, the first two episodes definitely skirted uh, around uh, its relation to the Watchmen graphic novel, um, the 12-issue miniseries um, by Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore. The third episode really brought the comic book ties into much more um, into much more prominence. They clarified a lot of the ties um, from previous from characters that we are previously familiar with. And the Siffy article uh, that uh, Roddy Cat uh, procured uh, lists every last Watchmen Easter egg and comic book reference in episode three of the HBO Watchmen show. So those so, complaining about how much it devolves away from it, there you go. You got some Easter eggs. Be happy. It's not. No, it, it doesn't divulge away from anything, to be honest, because uh, it's it's not necessarily a sequel per se, but you can't help but see that it's really in that vein. Sure. It's a follow-up. So if you are familiar with the, uh, 12 issue miniseries, then buckle up and, 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 uh, and, and see what Lindelof and friends have in store, uh, for this story coming up. Sure. But they were saying, I've enjoyed this. Right. But they were saying that, the, you know, it wasn't going to be directly the comic uh, the, the, the it's not novel. a direct it's not a direct direct sequel but it's definitely uh something that happens in the aftermath of the events of the comic sure and people have been you know, in the future right and there have been people out there complaining that it's not you know directly tied to the comic book which i don't know all it needed was time to develop and obviously people don't necessarily want to wait so it took up yeah. to issue to episode three to really establish the ties Right. See, there are patience, folks. That have, that that works in movies. That works in comic books. That works in a lot of things. Patience, develop it. Anywho, um, next up, the Flash kills off major reoccurring character. Um, this is a spoiler for a recent uh, episode. It's okay because this character is going to be all right. Um, I have faith in that. And they killed off basically the character of Gypsy, who was played by uh, Jessica Camacho. It's okay because she is on uh, the CBS show All Rise, uh, along with Simone Missick. Uh, so, like I said, I, she'll be fine, I think. Hopefully, but that show is actually pretty good. So yeah, but apparently, in, instead of just writing her off, they killed her off for some strange reason. I don't understand that. Uh, why they do that? But hey, it is what it is, and um, which leaves the character of Cisco in a state because they were in love, and also leaves him in a state because uh, his her father, played by one Danny Trejo, probably going to feel some sort of way about it, given to, you know, depending on how it happened. Okay, judging by some stuff that I just saw. I mean, <clears throat> so yeah, there you go. Next, alrighty, uh. Characters on Riverdale named Cheryl and Tony suited up as Harley, Quinn, and Poison Ivy for the Halloween Riverdale episode. So, yeah, Cheryl Blossom. Everybody knows Cheryl Blossom from the Archie comic books. 
or some people do anyway. So she kind of came along a little later. Regardless, and I'm not sure who the other person is, but yeah. So apparently, Halloween happened as we as we said last week, and there was some Halloween episodes, including um, Cardi B, who dressed up as Poison Ivy. Uh, his costume is absolute perfection, according to this article. So I think I saw this um, uh, on the Twitters. So if you're watching the video, you can see. Um, uh, a picture from Cardi B's um, uh, Twitter account with her um, with her costume, and apparently there's a video uh, that, according to this article, maybe not safe for work. Uh, I guess a you know that she did on her Instagram page that uh, I guess was kind of behind the scenes of putting it together. I assume. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Big zone. Next up. Uh, forget the Red Hood. Supernatural's Jensen Ackles becomes Batman for Halloween. So apparently, um, Jensen Ackles, who previously had voiced the Red Hood in the, um, Batman Under the Red Hood animated film. And also uh, dressed as Red Hood last Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So he basically dressed up as Red, as uh, Batman this time around. Mm Mm-hmm. Or at some point in the season in the past, I can't remember if it was last last Halloween or at some point in the past the year. He definitely did a he did some he did dress up as Red Hood. Um, but yeah, so now he's did a Batman thing, which if you're watching the video, you can see um, the fruits of his labor. It's not a not a bad suit, I guess. I'm not sure what what version is. Well, I guess you can take this from a couple of different versions, but hey, you can do that. Anyway, you also know Jensen Ankles from uh, Supernatural, which is apparently still going on 15 seasons later. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, Critical Role, The Legend of Vox Machina series heads to Amazon. So this is, if you are aware of the um, Dungeons and Dragons play um, Critical Role, that happens every... Actually, I think it might be going on right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um with a bunch of uh, voice actors playing D and D, it's it's a great series if you're if you're into that. Um, they have started a comic book which is already going on, but there also is going to be an animated uh, series that is going to Amazon, which is that's what this is about. And then I'm not sure if it's going to be voiced by the talents that are doing the um, the actual play, but apparently it's going to be a total of 24 episodes, and it's going to be on. You know, Prime Video. No word as to... Oh, yeah, it says the series will star. So, yes, so the series will actually star the um, the characters as they're... as they're the, the characters they're playing. Or, excuse me, the voice actors as they're the characters they're playing. So, cool for them. And it looks there like they go. are also um, executive producers, which makes sense. And I think this is started... If I'm not mistaken, this says here, yeah, it started as a Kickstarter. This animated series. So good for them. Cool. Next. So we're moving into comic book news. We are. All right. So, uh, you know, let's pull up some transition. And, uh, and yes, from, I think this was last week. Um, Keanu Reeves's Constantine just became canon in the DC universe because an image of, uh, Keanu Reeves's portrayal of Constantine appeared in a Constantine comic from last week. Yes. Um, I have still not seen Constantine, the movie. 
And I know there are some people. Neither that, have I. There are some people that are very big fans of that, but that's probably because they like Keanu, and you know, and not necessarily so much the character. The source material. Yeah, and you know, it is what it is. That's, I guess you got to come to it some kind of way, but that, that's yeah. So yeah, two thousand five constantly movie Keanu Reeves. Um, that's the thing. I it is on definitely on DC Universe. I do know that for a fact. So I guess one of these days I'm gonna get around to watching it. Uh, next up, speaking of Constantine, uh, there's a first look, which I guess since it came out from last week, then you know you don't have to worry about it now because the book is out. But if you are still on the shelf about checking that book out, there's some preview pages out there for you. Have at it. It's a mature reader's book, so you know, go with that with what you will. Next up, uh, in uh, Tom King's follow-up to his batman run he's got a book he's teaming up with mitch gerard's on called strange adventures which features adam strange and a mystery co-star hmm. and i believe they are also making a um yes this is going to be uh it's gonna come out next year um by the, the group in question and i believe they're making a, um a show out of that book i believe we talked about that last week i'm fairly certain so whether it's about this particular thing or just i think it's going to be an anthology series uh if i'm not mistaken if we did talk about it so yeah there you go synergy there folks it's there um black adam finally shuts up the most dangerous new villain and this is a spoiler alert for the year of the villain black adam book which came out like probably what two weeks ago at this point no probably about a week or so might have been two weeks, actually, because we've had that book for a minute. So, yeah, I think this has to do with the um, the Shazam who laughs, I guess that's what they're calling them. I'm not even sure. But, um, yeah, Black Adam deals with them, which I know that actually the character has a book this week, that, uh, that uh, Shazam character that we ne- neither one of us um, read. So, yeah, if you're interested, go check it out. Next uh, there's a couple of things coming to DC Universe, the app, in uh, during November 2019. Uh, chief amongst them is the Harley Quinn animated series, which is going to debut at the end of the month, uh, November 29th. And uh, the Titans series is going to run through the end of November, again, ending on uh, November 29th. The one thing that's supposed to leave is the Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero animated movie, which is scheduled to be removed uh, by the end of the day, November 1st. So it should be gone already. Yes. Which is a shame. That's the uh, I, I remember talking about uh, the recent um the recent uh, events in uh, Detective Comics with de- with uh, Mister Freeze, and uh, it seemed like uh, they, uh, you know, they had resolved the Nora Freeze situation a certain way in uh, the Sub Zero movie. Next thing you know, um, it's kind of back to square one in Detective Comics. But you know, right? So, yeah, which you saying that it kind of reminds, it kind of feels like well, since that's been that's already out there, I guess they don't need this movie anymore. So they took it off. Exactly. In, in, like, yeah, we're not going to have any conflicting continuity. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of funny. I don't think that's the actual reason, but who even knows? 
Um, but yeah, there's some other stuff. The bookwise is also going to be on the on, on the service, so you can go check that out. Uh, speaking of what's coming to Marvel Unlimited in November 2019, which is a bunch of books because all they do is uh, books and no video type stuff. So you can go check out the list of stuff, um, including the, some of the image stuff is going to be on there. So yeah, you can go check that out. Next. Apparently, a whole bunch of people dressed up as Spider-Man and invaded UNC Chapel Hill and uh, got their pictures taken all around the campus. Yeah, so this was developing uh, uh, the day of, if not uh, before the day before we recorded, which was happened to be Halloween anyway, because I do remember seeing this uh, show up on Twitter, but uh, there was we wasn't really sure what was going on. And now we've come to find out that there was an event that was organized by uh, Henry McDonald, a senior member of the university's chapter of Sigma Chi uh, fraternity, who wanted to celebrate Halloween. So that's why you, you saw a bunch of folks um, <laughs> rolling around on Spidey. And I'm sure there's probably was at the very least one or two of the pointing Spider-Man themes. They had to been. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And most notably, they were around the library. So I guess, I don't know. It's not ESU, but whatever. Uh, Anok Yai, I hope I'm pronouncing Anok Yai, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Anyway, took Halloween by storm <laughs> at Heidi Klum's costume party. Uh, so if you're watching the video, you can see the video of um, um, a, uh, Anok Yai's Pretty decent uh, storm costume. Some and some have been saying that she should be, of course, as tends to happen, she should be storm. Because I think there was also someone else that uh, did a storm thing that uh, some folks on Twitter were saying they should give, you know, give some props to and a probably a movie um, to. I guess I don't know. So you can see some pictures of her preparation uh, for uh, for her. Um, for costuming there, so like I said, not a bad thing, not a bad uh, job. And some pictures from the Halloween for the costume. So I'm assuming is that fan that is she's supposed to be at? Not her, but anyway, that's whatever. So yeah, good stuff. Next up, uh, the Yondu book that came out today, this week actually, is described as uh, "No Country for Old Men meets the Nice Guys in Space" by the. Uh, by the book's writer. Sure. I'm, I have gone on record saying I don't like, like the MCU's version of Yondu or the fact that they have um, incorporated, incorporated them into the books. Yeah. yeah. So, and I haven't read this issue because I wanted to see if actually the, the classic version of Yondu actually does show up or um, whatever the case may be, but I'll find out at some point. Sometimes you just got to know uh, a multi-generational mutant team. We kind of already talked about this, but yeah, um, a multi-generational mutant team assembles in Don of X new mutants. Again, we've already talked about that book. It's good stuff. There's some preview pages um, for a said issue. If you are, if you've uh, not checked that out already. All right. Our, the next the next story is also something we spoke about earlier mm-hmm. in that X-Force teased a dangerous new threat to the X-Men. So this week's issue of X-Force definitely did that. Right. Which seems like a dangerous old enemy um, at some point, even though they didn't go by a name because they just felt familiar. 
one of them actually looked like uh, a version of Weapon X. Uh, but again, we they never did name this stuff, uh, the name of the people who uh, who um, who invaded the right. island. So we'll find that out, I'm sure, soon. Uh, Marvel action: Spider's Spider-Man's Venom will temper savagery with humor and disgust. Disgust. So uh, I guess that's this week's. Um, well, this is basically an article with Delilah S. Dawson, who's been doing those Marvel action uh, Spider-Man books, I guess, or who's doing something. So uh, apparently uh, next week's uh, Marvel action Spider-Man uh, will introduce Venom. I have not been reading any of those uh, Marvel action books, but we do have them. I don't know. They're like all ages books, if I'm not mistaken. So, but apparently it says um, there's a trio of Spideys who's going to end up going up against um, Venom starting next week. So, there you go. Next. Uh, Donnie Cates and Megan Hutchinson, Hutchison got married. Congratulations to them. Uh, Megan, Megan Hutchison is a artist for Rockstar, is a book called Rockstar, maybe? I guess so, yeah. And uh, they got married last Thursday in a ceremony in Italy. And um, uh, an addition to their cake was a Venom Bride, on, I guess, as the cake topper. Yes. And uh, I guess that's supposed to be Donna Kate's holding the flowers. Uh, um, as far as that part of the song. it's It's a good looking topper. Definitely. So um it also says that case and hutchison are working on a creator on project scheduled to launch on 2020 so cool excuse me um patriot garrison details revealed for marvel realm of champions so this is the excuse me upcoming uh mobile game by kablam it's not kablamo but it's kabam excuse me um, and which is basically, I think, concepts of champions with uh, Harry Potter style houses, I guess, um, the, the, the short way. And one of the houses would be Patriot Garrison, led by um, Peggy Carter, Captain America. And uh, this uh, article gives details into said house. So, again, we're getting more, you know, a little bit more about, um, and there's, I think there's even a video that goes along with it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, that talks about it. So we get a little bit more information about the game that is coming, I believe, next year. Alrighty. Next. Next up, um, Hot Toys has announced a new Spider-Man figure based on the video game. The sixth scale figure features uh, Spider-Man in the negative suit scene in Marvel Spider-Man, which was released in 2018 for the PlayStation 4. And still a great still a great um game and i still never understand the whole shoe thing how in the world are they walling wall crawling in shoes i and that this has come up a few different times and it still bugs me but hey it's a good looking toy uh based off of a, a suit that i don't think i have ever used and it comes with a bunch of stuff like a spider drone which is featured prominently in and a base so if you're interested in that go for it it is some money Next. This is you. Oh, um, Artist gives shelled cell shaded paint makeovers to Transformers toys to give them a classic cool look. Um, so 
Let's see. Let's see. Got some awesome photos from an Instagrammer, Lek Custom Toys, who gives who basically paints over old um, G1 Transformers figures. Looks good. From from some, if you're watching uh, the video, you can see some of the pictures. Like this is some pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, they look like I said. They basically make the take the toys and just make them look shell shaded, like like the like the cartoons or like a version of the cartoons. There's one for Prime, Megatron, uh, the Jets, Stars, uh, Soundwave, etc. So cool stuff. It's cool stuff. You can go check out the the um, aforementioned uh, Instagram account if you are so inclined into checking that out. Next. Alrighty, next up. Uh, Hasbro has revealed two more Power Rangers in their Lightning Collection Wave 4 figures. So... Good on you, folks who are Power Rangers fans. <laughs> so, yes, you see here, I believe this is SPD Red Ranger, um, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not sure who this other one is, but I do know the first one is SPD. So, Oh, that's Beast Morph. That's right. Disciple Blizzard. Oh, right. That's right, because I just saw a little bit of this uh, recently. So there is... Um, yeah, SPD Red Ranger and the Beast Morpher is Cyber Villain Blaze. So... You can go check that out. Um, Legion co-creator Bill Sikovich on art, his new book, and why he doesn't just uh, superhero movies. I mean, I think there's like, an obvious reason why he wouldn't. But um, so this is a, an article talking to the um, the iconic um, artist about his work and his new. Um, I guess he got a new art book coming out. So you can go check that out and check out the um, check out the uh, article. Dude, sixty one, been going around for apparently what for forty years, according to this article. So, you know, that man's been been around. I like this um this um Jim Hendrix that uh, is uh that he that they featured on this article. It's cool looking. Next up, uh, apparently during this past month's Inktober challenge, writer artist Dan Shkady or Scotty. Uh, reimagined wrestler and supposed actor John Cena as the spirit, and uh, to some people, it apparently kind of works. Yeah, I've saw some of these uh, images. I'm like, mm, sure, I can kind of see it, I guess. But you know, a, a spirit is not a, a character I don't ha- I have much of an affinity uh, of an affinity for. So I, like, I wasn't caring that much about. But what? Oh, fantasy points. Oh, as uh, yes, Agent Seventy's uh still in the throes of his fantasy football picks. So yeah, that's that's the thing that happened as opposed to the regular Inktober stuff. Um, so cool beans. Next up, uh, a visual festival for book nerds, librarians, and fans of graphic novels, sci-fi, and fantasy. So basically, Library Con happened uh yesterday, uh the the sixth. So. Uh, this is kind of old news at this point, but there was, but but basically, what it was was, um, as the name suggests, it was a it was a virtual co- uh, convention where I guess if you registered and you know uh, you you watched uh, the proceedings, they had a bunch of panels and and stuff going on. I've seen some stuff come from the panel uh, or from uh, 
a couple of people that were going to be at said thing, but I didn't really see much else from it. So I don't know. If, I don't think there's any news that came from it, but there was, you know, apparently there were some people there and like DC was there, Boom Studios, IDW, Viz and, and uh, Dark Horse and a few other police, uh, folks were there. So I assume a good time was had by all. Next. All righty. Uh, Billy Batson goes full horror in the infected King Shazam. Wasn't this out this week? That was the book I was talking about earlier. Yeah, that, that is uh, that neither one of us read that came out this week. So, yeah. Right. So it's a sty- it's a standalone story tie in to Batman Superman's infected storyline, which is going on in that series right now. So, yeah. So there you go. Um, Wolverine number one is an oversized issue featuring two separate stories because Lord knows people can't get enough of Wolverine for God's sakes. <laughs> Snickety snicked. Yeah, sure. To quote Jason Muse. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, this was a, a, a um, interview with Benjamin Percy at CBR. So you can go check that part out. And uh, he kind of goes into what, what the book is going to entail. Or if you just want to be surprised when the book comes out, whenever that, whenever that happens soon, then you can just wait. It's not an interview, actually, but it's just an article that says that. Mm-hmm. But it does, um, it does link to an article that he did have with them. I mean, with an uh, interview we did he had with them. Next, X Force number one kills redacted. So we're not talking about that, and we're not talking about spoilers because I discussed. Uh, you know, I, I discussed things around this subject earlier. Yes, we did. So, yeah, we know basically, hey, guess what? You know, somebody gets killed. I mean, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. Facebook if somebody, if it didn't happen to somebody at some point. So, but who it is, you have to find out for yourself. It is an X Force title after all. Well, yeah, and it's definitely an X Man title because somebody has to get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, even with everything we said earlier. So, Next up, Marvel Champions, the card game is out, folks, as of November the 1st. Pardon me. Um, that is the card game that we talked about, uh, I don't know, some time ago. Um, and I am looking forward to playing this whenever I get a chance and some people to play it with. So basically what it is, is like you, um, up to one to four people, select a hero. And... Um, you got a bunch, and you got a a, a, a deck of cards, to, or you got a um, a stack of cards to go with that said hero, and you also have a mission to take down, you know, a, a bad guy, and and to do some stuff uh, before the bad guys, you know, uh, triumph basically. So I've seen um, stuff about this game, and it looks cool, and I and I can't wait to one day hopefully play it. Next. Oh, and it's right. bucks. Uh, Grant Morrison's cruelest version of Superman ever is in Green Lantern Black Stars number two. That's out this week, right? Uh, no, the first one came out this week. Oh, the first one came out this week. Okay, so yeah. uh, heads up. Grant Morrison is turning up the cruel on Superman. Grant Morrison's being Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's probably the plainest way to say it. So, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I... I wasn't sure if anybody was going to check out the book, and I didn't think either one of us was going to get to. But it was a curious curiosity. I was about to say, not in a big week like this, right? You know, yeah, exactly. So I might check it out at some point. I'm not a the biggest Green Lantern fan, but 
I don't know, whatever. One writer's struggle, uh, last but not least, with diabetes led to him create horror comic Sweetheart. So this March, uh, Action Labs Entertainment's Danger Zone imprint will publish Sweetheart, a horror story inspired by the writer's own personal struggle with diabetes. Uh, the story serves as both a vessel for my worst feels about these monsters, quote unquote, as well as my optimistic views of what we can do about them. This is from Dylan Gilbertson, the writer of said book, said in a statement, like boogeymen that could follow them their entire lives, Sweetheart began as a thinly veiled an analogy for my life with uh, diabetes that grew to represent a number of chronic health, psychological and personal issues many people deal with every day. So in Gibson's story, a young girl named Maddie has her own insecurities about a chronic illness, and it's borne out in a horrific story. So if the end of that that has been said interests you, you can go check that out at your local comic book store or online somewhere. Nice. Your comic book store probably got it, I guess. So and that, folks, is uh, the end of the comic book news. Uh, there's a couple of variant covers and some stuff in the clickbait section. You can go check out if, at your leisure. Uh, can we get one more ad read, please, sir? Our last ad read of the night is for Busted Tees. This episode of the Comic Book Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool T-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular T-shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. These are cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, and geek culture, and much more. They're all on sale. To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Bust the tease through cspn.us. Do it today. And as we come to an end of another exciting episode of the Combo Chronicles, we'd like to thank each and every one of you folks for coming out as we tend to do. Love each and every one of y'all, except for some of y'all, because you know some of y'all are just crazy folk. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. You know, Get get it get together, people. Jesus. Um, for myself, Roddy Cat, as H seven looks at me like, what? What are you talking about? Anyway, for myself, Roddy Cat on Twitter, you can find me there. You can also find me at News Nurse Need on Twitter. You can also find me at CB Caps on Instagram. You can find Agent Seventy on Twitter and Instagram. You can find PCN underscore underscore dirt on Twitter. You can also find him at uh, PopCultureNet on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com, and his umbrella site there in. Wow, what happened there? Um, and the Osiris of this is one Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter, CB Cron on Twitter, which is CB Cron, uh, CB Comical Chronicles. Uh, account on Twitter. Try to say that after all of that. Um, Declick Nation, that's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, DeclickNation.com also, and the comic book resources where he is over there writing his face off. You can find this here podcast on the Cole Slither Podcast Network, that's C-S-P-N.U-S. Do it today. You can find Agent 70 at whatever draft, uh, fantasy draft page He's looking at right now. I'm watching Thursday Night Football, folks. 
you gotta We're love all it. looking on with bated breath as the game is coming down to the wire, and we have some points that still have to be scored for our respective fantasy teams. Yes, and I guess if you want to find out more about that, you will have to go to his uh, Twitter account. But if you want to find out more about this here podcast, you want to come back here. One, well, first you want to go to um, Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or the Coastal of the Podcast uh, Network's SoundCloud page to get this to get the fast shows. Uh, if you want to catch up with this show in the current, you want to come back here next Thursday, nine-ish, excuse me, nine thirty-ish p.m. where we start to record on the YouTube's. Uh, thank you, live stream for giving us something. I don't know what to, any point to say about that. Uh, and we will we definitely return next week because I don't think we have anything going on. Right, I don't think there's any movie protocols for another no, month. For yeah, exactly, not for another month or so. So. Tune in next week, folks. We will be back. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Same sparkling personalities. Same fancy football shenanigans. <laughs> More than likely. This has been... I'm drawing this out. I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, Combo Chronicles. Peace. Peace. One. I love it when a plan comes together. Good night, everybody. It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting